Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters, on this episode number 181181. That's right, one ate itself because it tasted so good. <laughs> you are here tonight on our fireside chat. Just me and one other GMG bro. Uh, but first, thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. I'm one of your four hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. With us only in spirit tonight, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Nervousel, and the rocket league and beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less or your money back, Ronnie Johantis. But certainly not last, nor least. Well, actually, you're last, but not least. I was going to say, there's no avoiding that. You're right. You're right. I can't can't get around that. The final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who is with me tonight, the Batman to my Robin, who's got music in his heart, Apex Legends on his brain, and La Coretta in that old stomach Mark Boucher. Happy Palindrome week. Yeah, man. It's all about the Palindrome this week, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's nice that our episode number this week is a Palindrome. That's right. Good call. <laughs> it's very fitting. Very fitting indeed. So, yeah, I think regardless of what we talk about tonight, I think it should just be called the Palindrome episode. Yeah. Wait, is it Palindrome or Palindrome? Palindrome with an M. I think it should be Palindrome to get with the times. And it's like you just envision like this thing just flying around, you know? Just need Do you to... have anybody? Okay. Do you have a drone or know anybody that has one? I don't know anybody that has a drone. I don't think so. So, well, never mind. Take that back. I do know one person. All right. All right. Well, I have a neighbor. I had a neighbor in the old place I lived, and he would fly that thing on the weekends. And the first couple times he did it, I thought it was a huge bee. It was just like, and I was like, what the heck is flying outside my window? (laughs) And then I saw it. It was, I mean, he had a pretty, he actually had two uh, drones. One of them was probably the size of a, uh, I, I mean, I guess like a notebook, a large notebook in the body. And then it had the, the fans coming off. Yeah. That was the larger one. And then he had a smaller one that was probably the size of a softball. Mm. And, uh, he, he, he loved to fly that thing. I would, brave, I would, oh, yeah. go ahead. no, I was, he's braver than I, because the couple times I flew the little one we have, we have one that's like the size of a ping pong ball or it's definitely smaller than a baseball. Yeah, uh, like I hardly ever flew it in our, in our neighborhood. Yeah, like there's no way like drones are cool, but there's no way I would get one because I would be too afraid to lose it. And those oh, yeah. things are expensive. They're expensive and they're easy to lose. Like especially if you haven't driven them a lot, you start drifting and then you overcompensate and then all of a sudden it's like yep. and it's gone. Yep. The most we've flown ours has been in a in a park with very few people around in like an open field. And I let my kids fly it for like 30 seconds each. No, it was longer than that. But as soon as I saw them getting too crazy with it, I was like, all right, break time. You guys go and run done. through a field. Exactly. We're done. Go get some sticks, make a mud pie, eat it, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Not involving the drone. But anywho, yep, this is our palindrome episode. And uh, we're, you know, missing our boys. But we're excited to have kind of this little little hang, low-key uh, you know, chat together. I hope, I hope somehow edited in at the beginning was a little bit of fire pit sound, like a fireplace crackle. Uh, maybe Let's see if I can, if I can arrange that. You can drum up one of those. Hopefully that went down. Uh, if not, no worries. People can just, you know, just pretend. Or if you have your own fireplace in your own house, just rewind and listen to the beginning of this episode by fire, and look, you'll get that feel. Look up one of those YouTube videos with like the looping, yeah. like, ten-hour fireplace. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, yep. on Netflix. I always play those during the Christmas time. Yep. Holiday season. Uh, all right, Marcus. Why don't you uh, lead out our, you know updates what's new news what's going on with you i know you've got big news to share so why don't you just go ahead and uh throw that old elephant oh out here so see. um i'm just gonna put it out there i have to apologize for anybody 
listening or watching this, there will be times where I will cough. There will be times where I will sniff. And that is because the old Rona has come to visit. It uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Welcome I, back to the club. Yeah. So tested positive for COVID today. Um, started feeling symptoms Monday night. Um, and uh, yeah, just decided to get tested the next day and and I, I have the at home rapid tests and I had I did one. Um, but the results were kind of funky and and so I was like, No, mm. we need to we need to get the real COVID test in here. So Yeah, you need a need official stuff. Yep. You so, don't need to use that whole pee on the stick and then see wait for the lines to change like the pregnancy tests. And you know that that's not how that works, but anyway. It's not? No, I thought they just they just used the same ones. They just, you know, well, kind of modified using? it a little bit. <laughs> Congratulations, you're pregnant with COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had all the all the fun stuff, the low grade fever. Although it hasn't been as bad as the last time, because the last time I had it was December of twenty twenty. Um, so this is time number two. Um yeah. but uh it hasn't been as bad because the fever is low grade. Like I think the highest I saw was like ninety nine point four, which technically in adults is a fever. But oh yeah, that's those are rookie numbers. Yep. You, you gotta pump those numbers up if you really wanna, yeah. you know, sweat it out. But it's enough to where I've been just randomly sweating. Oh yeah, it's like so. It's it's enough. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, fever, chills, uh, aches. They're multiplying. Nose. Yep. And I'm losing control, yeah. Oh. Um, especially of my runny nose. And, yeah, I uh, bet. Coughing, sore throat, all the running the gamut with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this past weekend, uh, I went to a 50th birthday party for uh, my wife's uncle. Now, all I, right. All now right. I don't know if that's where I got it. I could have gotten it a couple of other places, but there's a possibility. Yeah. Um, it was a nice party. Uh, it was a great uh, celebration for him that they went all out with it, had nice, uh, a nice setup with everybody was dressed up and like there was like a, a dress code of like, um, basically you had to either wear black, white or black and white. So either <laughs> one of those. Okay. Uh, is that really how they said it? It's black, white, or black and white. Yeah, it was basically set up as black or white, black and white. That was how they put it. Can't you do black and or white? You could have. Or do you have to say black, white, or black and white? You, you technically do could go either way, but, you know, not my They invitation. went with the former. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but it was a, it was a nice party. A zebra party. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Had a, had a lot of fun uh, hanging out with family and, and had a nice catered event and everything. And, um, yeah, had a, had a great time. But Sweet. Like I said, I don't know if I got it from that party or if I got it from church or somewhere else. Watch out for them Christians, I'll tell you what. <laughs> spreading, you. spreading love, Holy Spirit, and COVID. Yep. Good times. <laughs> um, but, hey. Yeah, that's that's been pretty much my week on the on the real life front is just kind of dealing with the COVID and and um, I guess CDC guidance the the protocols have changed since the last time I had it. Yeah. Um, so um, you only technically have to isolate and quarantine for five days, right? Um, versus right. ten, and um, and then you basically have to make sure that your symptoms are actually getting better and that you can not have a fever without taking medication for it. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, you know, I take, I'm taking medication that basically kind of holds off the, some of the symptoms like the aches and, and chills and stuff. So that's been yeah. helpful. So I can at least function, but that's important. But other than that, other than that, um, that's been pretty much, pretty much it for me on the, on the IRL side of things. But, mm-hmm. On the gaming side of things, I have been well at work. Um, so um, last week, I decided to, because uh, I hadn't ever beaten the game, um, I decided to play uh, The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds 
after I had All right. just, nice. after I had just finished um, Link to the Past. That and, seems fitting, given it's like almost like a spiritual successor. Yeah, basically, it's basically a sequel. Like, like very direct. Yeah, the map is the same. A lot of the enemies are the same. Um, there's, there's just some you know mechanic differences and characters that are different. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just decided to play that in my own free time because I, I can't really at this point I can't stream um, with my 2DS. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so. Um, that was just kind of in my own free time and I beat that. Nice. Uh, yeah. That was a great game. It was fantastic. Um, and then Friday hit and we jumped into that old horizon forbidden West. Yeah, you did. And that game is beautiful. That's what I've heard. It is fan freaking tastic. Um, it's, it's great to be back in that world. I'm only a few hours in, um, but it's, it's great to be back in that world. Um, I had to get a used to get, get used to a lot of the mechanics. Um, but yeah, that's like next gen to the max. Like that game is beautiful. Um, and I'm actually playing it downstairs on my actual 4k TV. So Ooh, that's the only way to do it, right? Yeah. So, um, so I've been playing that, been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm not big on the side quests. I'm, I'm, unless they're like, it's, it's something I'm like really pulled into that like really interests me for the most part. I don't really do side quests. Um, well, you so don't want to go, go get kittens out of trees or get people's collect some apples for an old lady or something. As kind as that sounds, I just kind of want to stick to the, <laughs> to the, uh, the main story. I've actually um, heard the side quests are on the level of like Witcher three and, uh ghost of tsushima but so interesting that's what i've heard huh so interesting yeah okay that's what i've heard but maybe I'll i don't try know some. how many side quests you've done or if you've just avoided them you're like nope don't know you <laughs> yeah i've basically just been mainlining it the whole time yeah. um, but maybe are I'll... you playing on normal oh no i'm on super baby mode i probably could have kicked uh, it up old baby mode i yeah. probably could have kicked it up a little bit but i'm i'm okay with uh with focusing on the story yeah um i, I get you so, well the, for me there's as a trophy hunter i've already caught wind there's no difficulty trophies so i'm like mm, i might be playing that baby on okay. easy <laughs> yep just right on down i don't know if i'll go to i think there's the lowest is story mode right yeah yeah i don't know if i'll do story mode but i probably will do easy or i'll at least customize it i kind of like that where you can make some stuff easy and then other stuff that's what i did with uh guardians of galaxy i really like their custom difficulties yeah where you can make some stuff easy but then other stuff normal uh so mix it up a little bit yeah yeah i'm a fan fan of that but uh but yeah been been very much in that very much enjoying it it's a lot of fun good um uh started streaming ocarina of time last saturday Mm -hmm. hey Uh, yep heard plenty of that look up here and it's like shut up shut up Sure. <laughs> um, and they've made it more difficult for for you to skip uh the uh dialogue the text oh really yeah it used to be like where you could push the button and it would move through a lot faster but yeah and i'm playing the switch version of it um yeah it, right it, it just you have to read most of it oh no yeah. and for someone who's played it multiple times and it's just kind of like um i know this stuff already there, please there, continue faster. there are some points where you can make it go faster but for the most part everybody's dialogue is just normal speed oh i don't know why i'll be honest i, I can't stand that yeah even if i can like get all the text to just be there i prefer that yeah if it's like like it's like slowly spelling it out and it won't let me speed it up i can't can't stand that well the two most annoying characters uh that that you deal with with in, in terms of dialogue text um one of them you can actually skip through it way fast like super that's fast. good um which is the stupid owl His yeah name. i've heard the uh, yeah if i remember that's what i was gonna say i was like i vaguely remember the owl and if you didn't press the right like if you kept if you tried to smash your way through the text it would go on a loop yeah, because at the end he says, uh, "Did you get all that?" And you can hit yes yeah. or no, and if you're hitting it too fast, then he'll go right back through it. 
Yeah, because he'll automatically say no, and he'll be like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> it's like, no. Um, but yeah, between him and, and, and Navi, um, yeah. those are the two most annoying characters. Loudmouth fairy. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, other than the you know her squawking, the hey, listen, watch out, um, you can pretty much avoid her talking to her. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's been good good to jump into that world again on the Switch. Sure. Um, I'm two of the Young Link side dungeons in, so it's two out of three. Um, and then uh, more than likely on Saturday, uh, we'll be jumping into the future. Into yeah. Link. Back to the future. Mm-hmm. Where you don't need roads. Just the Master Sword. Right. Well, of course. You just ride that baby around. You're good to go. Yep. <laughs> but uh, when I finished Link Between Worlds, I decided I'm going to keep it going a little bit on the handheld side. Yeah. And so, um, especially with the news that the Wii U and 3DS eShop, uh, they're, they're shutting them down. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So I decided because... Um, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, uh, which was, was the game that actually came out on the Game Boy Color. Um, mm-hmm. Since those were super cheap on the uh, on the eShop and I hadn't ever played them, I decided to download Oracle of Seasons and start playing that. Okay, cool. So I'm a, probably about halfway through that now. So it's been a, it's been a busy week on the gaming side of things. Getting a double dose, a triple dose of uh, Zelda this past week. Yep, and especially because mm-hmm. I have a, a little bit, a little bit more time to game now that I can't go anywhere. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much my week. Lucas, how how are you, sir? Sweet. Well, I actually uh, got pretty busy this past week. I went on probably. I want to say it's my first business quote unquote ministry trip in since before the pandemic, maybe since 2019. Um, I'm a part of uh, in the church of the Nazarene, which is the denomination I'm a part of. I am a part of a team of like 12 coordinators and we had our first meeting in over two years, I think maybe in Mm -hmm. two years in about two years. So we had a meeting together in a city about an hour, hour and a half away. So I went to that, spent three days there and, uh, it was, it was good, good, good to hang out. Good to practice my Portuguese. I will be honest that since the pandemic, especially my Portuguese has gotten super rusty. And while I can still communicate and get things done, uh, I sound even more like a gringo with a (laughs) very heavy accent than I have in a long time. So that's been that's been good to get that practice and uh, just be kind of immersed in people who don't really speak English. So, now, what do they do at a denominational meeting? So, in a meeting like this, what they're pretty much what we're pretty much doing is giving reports uh, about 2021, what mm. went down, what didn't go down, what you know that kind of stuff, and then we're kind of just dreaming about 2022, what we want to do, uh, kind of share, all kind of throw our throw our calendars together and then also do a little bit of networking working together. Cause like in, in our church, the, each of the coordinators is responsible for different things. Like I'm responsible for um, I'm blanking mission projects. Uh, usually most commonly international mission projects, but yeah. also local and national as well. Uh, and then there's another person who's in charge of compassion projects. Uh, there's another in charge of Sunday school, another in charge of, um, mission fundraising and other that's in charge of there's, it goes on and on, um, evangelism, those kind of things. So we collaborate together and, uh, you know, we did a little bit of training, did a little bit of, you know, sharing our testimonies about 2021 and sharing meals together, those kind of things. So, uh, one of the guys that got to hang out with, he is a coordinator for, um, he, 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 he works in partnership with the Nazarene church in Gallup. Uh, and he leads the, I don't know if you've heard of Clifton strength finder. No. Um, it's kind of like personality tests. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, gift yeah. testing. Like whether you're like for me, for example, I'm about like, uh, connections. Um, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on relationships, 
Like you think of, there's like, there's like five of them yeah. and they pick out five. It's, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Myers-Briggs, it's less scientific. It's more, you know, focusing on your strengths, not what you're weak at. Like it's, it's, it's not like, you know, if you're extroverted, then you are weak on the introverted side or something like that. Somewhere between Myers-Briggs and Enneagram somewhere. Yeah. Something like that. And so <laughs> I don't even, what is that? What's the uh, that's a thing. that's a different type of you know personality test that a lot of churches okay. the enneagram that's like enneagram one through six or seven like that okay. i have no okay. idea what i am so i would guess that you're right that it's somewhere in between that yeah um but yeah so i i bunked up with him we shared a, a hotel room um and uh i kid you not the entire time we hung out separate from our meetings we talked about nothing else but star wars nice like, literally we talked about the original trilogy we talked about the prequel trilogy we talked about the sequel trilogy we talked about rebels we talked about clone wars we talked about mandalorian we talked about the book of boba fett we covered the gamut and it was amazing like it was so fun we we literally talked we talked a little bit i guess about our families but for the most part uh, we would just be you know sitting there doing something and all of a sudden he would look over at me and be like, what do you think of this? Like just talk about a random scene or, you know, that kind of stuff. We even talked and about so, the star Wars holiday special. Yeah. It really <laughs> felt like, yeah, it, it, yeah. We didn't go there. Okay. Uh, that's good. As much as I actually haven't seen that. Have you seen that? Bits and pieces of it. I'm tempted to watch it. Um, it's, it's stupid. I've heard it's, it hurt. It's stupidly stupid. Yeah. Like it's the worst thing you ever watch in your life. That's yeah. all I've heard. Yeah. And it makes me intrigued. So, but I'll save it for the holidays probably at this point. It's kind of weird to watch it in February or March. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, I watched that or watched that. I did not watch that, but I did talk about star Wars with, uh, this guy named his name's Caleb. Um, on a side note, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to throw out a recommendation. I don't know if you've watched any of the, uh, gallery episodes with uh, Star Wars Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Is this called? I think uh, it's called Star Wars Gallery, Mandalorian Gallery. I don't remember. No, I don't think I've watched any of those. It's mainly about how they make the Mandalorian, and it. I I, I don't know how, but it's blown my mind. Like we watched the most recent episode we watched was about the tech that they use to film and they don't use blue or green screens. Oh yeah. They it's use those, those big projected, yeah. those big, yeah, big projected videos. And they showed, showed us how it works like using parallax, which is like, depending on your, your uh, point of view, it will shift the picture. Uh, it looks bizarre when you're looking at it with the naked eye, but when you look through the camera, it perfectly like angles the the picture on the screen mm -hmm. for the actors and actresses. So it looks like real life. So like when we're watching the Mandalorian and they're in a Canyon and they're walking through, uh, that's all those screens. Yeah. They're not actually, and, and the, it's surprising how little of it is actually uh, old school, like physical props. Like it's just a screen like, and they show like the razor crest from season one and literally a third of it is real. And two thirds of it is a screen and it just <laughs> the angle at which they do it makes it look like one whole piece. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like I really recommend that you at least watch the, the episode called technology. Okay. Um, but I've, we've watched, we've watched with the whole family, the first four or five episodes, I think just season one, there's a second season covering season two. And it's been, I mean, even our nine and 11 year old kids have enjoyed it. And yeah. it's like pure documentary, like interviews and talking about like, they're sitting around a table, just talking about tech and talking about acting and like it's, and it, even my kids have liked it. So yeah, that tech is, something. that tech is becoming more and more common, especially yeah. in, in the time of COVID. Like for example, um, the Batman that comes out next week. Oh, do uh, they use yeah, some of that? Yeah, they use some of that. Yeah. Nice. In order to get filming done, because otherwise they'd never be able to get the filming done. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that was pretty cool to see that. Um, also, over the weekend, we, we hung out with a family that Mindy works with at their school. And actually, you know, we've known since uh, for the past few years. And part of the reason we went to their house was simply to play the Switch together. 
Um, they went to the U.S. and around the same time we did. And their, someone in their family had a switch and they went from mildly interested to we've got to get one for ourselves. Nice. And, and they were going to put it off. But then the, the dad, the husband, he got COVID and he was by himself for a week. And at some point early on in that week of being by himself, he's like, I'm just getting a switch. And so they got it. And uh, so we played Mario Kart. We played Smash Brothers. We played some Dr. Mario, you know, some Nintendo classics, Super Nintendo classics and stuff. Nice. Um, it was a good time. Like we just, we played for hours. It was fantastic. Man, one game I want to play on, on the Switch that's like a real fun party game because it has yeah. the word party in it. Yeah. Is is the party is Mario Party games. I haven't played a Mario Ooh, Party yeah. game in so long. And the, Yeah, I, I played that while in the US. Uh yeah. my 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 family has as you know, my family has a Switch that yep. my mom and dad play very religiously. Mm-hmm. But when they're not playing, uh my niece is playing and she introduced us to Mario Party. And it's fun. It's like a little board game with mini games and you just go around a map and uh it's a fun party game for sure. Yep. Sure. Uh, the last thing that went down uh, actually just yesterday was I went to a wedding, and Ooh. I'll be honest, I'm kind of like I'm kind of half and half about weddings. Um, I do like the food. Depending on the company, I do enjoy you know hanging out with chatting with people. I do not like when we get our table gets chosen and we get you know put with people that I don't know like we don't ha- we wound up not having any interests or anything like that oh but that's awkward yeah that's real awkward but thankfully this time we could sit where we wanted and the people that sat with us were really cool so we got to catch up with them and talk but the highlight of this wedding was it was a pretty nerdy star wars wedding and it was like uh the groom walked down the aisle wearing a darth vader helmet nice. and to the imperial march to the imperial march with heavy metal guitar um his, their incredible. cake topper was was he and his wife or his now wife holding lightsabers and uh you know just kind of standing there with lightsabers i think he had a i, I can't remember if he had a, a sith lightsaber and she had raised lightsaber maybe spoilers um i can't remember but they had lightsabers on as their cake topper like yeah. them holding lightsabers it was amazing and it was them like it was like he had the exact same facial hair. It wasn't just like a, these are people are close enough and have light. Generic no, kind of thing. Yeah, no, this was like custom made. He and his, he and his wife, That's uh, good he stuff. and his bride. To, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And uh, uh, it definitely gave me ideas for when, um, where, for when Mindy and I renew our vows someday. Uh, definitely want to do some version of that. Yeah. I will say that, in my imagination while I was sitting there through the ceremony and through a lot of it, I added stuff that I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool? You guys know I have my Yoda outfit. If, if someone could wear the Yoda outfit and officiate over the wedding and talk like Yoda. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) With this ring we wed. Yes. Mm. Repeat after me. You will. Yeah. That would be uh, amazingly stupid. No, I would not do that. But I, it just got me to thinking, like, how fun that would be and how nerdy that would be. That would uh, be fantastic. Or, or the 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 groom and the bride, the husband and wife, when they're walking out, you have people stand along them and hold lightsabers up, like military, and they that walk through the lightsabers. Awesome. That would be really cool. That was another thing I thought of. So some ideas for for the future, maybe twentieth or twenty fifth wedding anniversary. We'll see. Keep that, yep, tuck that baby away right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was uh, the IRL, the uh, life front. On the digital front, um, I am currently still strolling through the Uncharted hexology. Uh, currently in Uncharted 4, loving it, of course. Of course. Um, of course, it's a beautiful game. And it's a, the story is my easily my favorite Uncharted uh, story of all of them. Um, and then I'm also crawling through Sifu. And I mean, literally crawling like, yeah, I've died a good bit. I've punched people. What age are you right now? Uh, I want to say I'm like in the mid forties. Okay. Low, low forties. Um, I'm also crawling through cause I haven't been really playing it that much. Um, but I played it a little bit. I, I, I do intend to invest more time in it, but, 
Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of lower on the totem pole right now. Um, have been continuing unpacking with the family. We added our kids to the mix and they actually enjoyed unpacking with us. Unpacking, not unpacking. I was going to say, I've never heard of that game. Unpacking. No, they, they enjoyed unpacking. Now we'll say James is more like me and he's kind of like, yeah, this is, this is cool. It's a game. Uh, it's a thing. He definitely was like messing with stuff, like trying to put stuff in weird places and we had to yell at him to stop. He was... He would like open a drawer and then try to close the closet and then just bang the closet on the drawer like over and over and over Typical and over boy. again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know it's not it's not really that surprising. Uh, but Tasha loves it. Like she's like, oh, is it my turn? Can I go? Can I go again? Can I do it? Can I go three times? And uh, we just nice. did a controller swap and, and completed a house together. It was fun. Um, I have not touched Horizon Forbidden West yet. Uh, and it makes me a little sad. And I have a little bit of FOMO seeing all the pictures, seeing how the world of that game is more beautiful than real life. Yeah. Like <laughs> it just looks immaculate. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. How beautiful it is. It's insane. So I can't wait to jump into that world, but unfortunately I have not been able to partly because I am just, I'm stuck on a game like in a good bad nerdy sort of way uh slay the freaking spire mm, i've talked about this okay. game i beat it with the three main characters and for the past few weeks i've been trying not playing it every day but uh playing it from time to time trying to beat it with the fourth uh fourth character the watcher and trying to beat the 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 secret fourth act you know true ending yeah path and it is kicking my butt it's mm. just like taking me out to the woodshed and just kicking me to the curb multiple times. I finally wised up and said, you know what? I'm just going to use all the characters again. And so I've looped through and I finally was able to make it to the final boss of the, like the true final boss, whatever. And I got him like halfway. And then he just like smeared me across <laughs> the windshield. Like it was just like, man, no mercy. So I just, I can't give up on the game. I want to see the true ending. I want to really beat it. Um, and it really got me to thinking about how I'm like neglecting Uncharted, like Sifu, Horizon, Forbidden West. Yeah. All for this, this card game that has ugly graphics. It's not really, I mean, it's like so like just numbers and cards and RNG and like, it's not really an attractive game. And I just am so like, Oh, I got to do this. And I just, I really just love it so much. Hey, I'm playing a and Game Boy Color game. So that's true. No judgment Look at us. Me. <laughs> I know. I know you won't judge me because you are just as much, if not more of a nerd than I am, mm -hmm. which is actually good because that's the topic for tonight. The nerd experience celebrating our nerdiness. That's right, folks. We are talking about being nerds. We are proud. We are not ashamed to be called nerds. And so we just want to talk about the experience, whether from, you know, day zero when we were, I don't even know when Mark first considered himself a nerd. I, I will say that I was kind of slow to bloom into a nerd. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences. Of course, we know lots of nerds, especially on our Discord. We so sure we're going to be throwing out some stories, some questions. Um, but I think maybe the most appropriate thing, as I mentioned a little, just a few minutes ago, is Mark, what is your nerd origin story? Where did it all begin for you? So I think probably one of the one of the things. I, so I kind of have to differentiate between you know, stuff that was okay, quote unquote, to like as a little boy when I, uh -huh. you know, I was a kid um, and stuff that was like straight up nerdy. Um, and I think that was probably when I would watch old reruns of Doctor Who, like the uh, yeah, yeah. 70s Doctor Who. Um, and just how much I gravitated towards sci-fi type movies and, and TV shows and things like that, which is right. partly because of my dad. Uh, my dad, uh, he's more so a Trekkie 
than a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but he likes both. And we had, you know, we had the trilogy, Star Wars trilogy that we would watch um, when I was a kid. Um, you know, he would watch Star Star Trek: The Next Generation all the time and the original uh, five Star Trek movies um, and things oh, yeah. like that. Classics. Um, and and so I think he kind of contributed to me getting the bug that kind of stayed um but yeah just growing on growing up uh, i just gravitated more to that type of science fiction fantasy type stuff that was more the stuff that just interested me right what about you sir i think for me there's two moments that i think of when i think of like when i became self-aware that I was a bit of a nerd. Like I would say overall, I I didn't have like, you know, like back in the eighties and nineties, you had that typical, you know, like movie nerd or, you know, the idea of what a nerd looked like. And I didn't have that experience. I don't think there was anything really as a kid that I got so into that I would consider myself a nerd, but I always appreciated like I almost feel like I was a Renaissance nerd. I even think today that I'm more of a Renaissance nerd where I'm just like, I like to just dabble in a little bit of everything. You Honestly, if I had the time, worlds? yeah, just walking in all the different worlds. Cause even in school, like I, I, I had my group of friends uh, that I hung out with and, you know, we, we played video games. We, you know, we, we played outside. We, you know, played sports. It was a variety. Uh, so uh, it was very, very just eclectic. Like we just all kind of touched on different things. Sure. Um, I even feel like in high school, like I could hang out with the jocks. I could hang out with the artists, you know, the artistic people I could hang out with, you know, the nerds. And, you know, at, at that time in, in high school, I was in a, a really strong group of Christians that, you know, we were part of ironically FCA, even though I wasn't an athlete fellowship of Christian athletes. Yeah. Um, but it was the only Christian club we had. So I was a part of it. Yeah. Um, but there are two moments. And and I think the first one was in middle school. I remember it was the middle of the summer and it was the middle of the day. And this guy and I, well, I say guy, we were in middle school. So this other friend of mine that actually I only saw during the summer because he didn't go to my school. Um, he lived, you know, he lived like 25, 30 minutes away, but he was in another county. So he didn't go to the same school. Yeah. Um, but we were playing, I'm going to guess it was like Contra or something. And we were just like, we were not giving up and yeah. we were dying. We were going back. We were getting further, further every time, but it was a middle of the day and all of our friends, family, everybody was outside playing basketball, playing tag, swimming in the pool. And they're like, Hey, come on out and let's play. And we're like, no, we've got to beat this. <laughs> and I'll be honest that we this. never, we're doing this now. We never beat it, but we probably got the furthest I've ever gotten in Contra. Mm. And I mean, it's such a, like a vague memory that it was such a fever dream that I don't even know how far we actually got. I just remember when we were done, we were like, I can't believe we got that far. Yeah. We didn't beat it, but we felt accomplished. Uh, that's one of the moments I definitely felt like a nerd. Cause it's just like, I chose this little video game over, you know, being outside, hanging out with people. I was like, no, I've got to do this. Yep. The second one is, I think it's the summer after I graduated high school. Um, I was at, I want to say I was at the pool, the public pool, and I was talking to a friend and he had with him these cards called Magic the Gathering. And oh, I'm yeah. like, what is this? Uh, what is this Magic the Gathering? They're like, well, let me show you. And we, he's, he explained all the rules to the game. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And it was my first first experience with a like a non-traditional tabletop game uh, a card game of sorts you know like a an organized carded dungeons and dragons sort of thing where you you know you have all the card values and attacks and mana and energy blah 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 very much like slay the spire which is probably why i like it so much because it reminds me of those original magic the gathering and now hearthstone and there's a bunch of card games out there but that was the first one that i got into was magic the gathering and that whole summer i collected i bought packs I played with this guy. I found other people. Um, later on, I went on a trip where I met another guy who played Magic the Gathering, and he said he was going to send me like a box of Magic the Gathering cards. He Got never did, hookup. but Aww. still, yeah, no, it didn't happen. He was all talk. 
But uh, yeah, so it just those are the two moments that really stick out as as to when I just I felt like you know what, Lucas, you're kind of a nerd. Yeah, kind of part of the reason that I uh, and I had mentioned this topic to you, um, I was just thinking about what I refer to as the quote unquote the dark times, um, and when I say that, um, I, I mean I, I feel like. The definition of nerd has changed, or geek has changed over the years. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned like the classic movie nerd, like you know, thick rim glasses and like um, pocket protector, all that, all that stereotypical <laughs> nerd right. type stuff. And I feel like that's that's changed, and you can be a different kind of nerd. Um, it's kind of become a little bit more like it's just something you're super enthusiastic about and super passionate sure. about. Um, you know, there are car nerds, there are football nerds, things like that. Like exactly. Um, but going back to the dark times, as I refer to them, there there's this kind of point in between. It was probably about middle school, and that's right around the age of puberty. And and you start liking girls and all this kind of stuff or, right. or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, there just comes a point where it's not cool to talk to anybody about you know certain things that you enjoy. Right. Things that I never stopped enjoying even after you know it was quote unquote unacceptable to or cool yeah, not cool yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like for example middle school and high school, like I still kind of kept track on like Power Rangers and things like that and Pokemon yeah. and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I like definitely that. did Pokemon in high school. Yeah. I got hooked on that. And, and, but I felt like that I wasn't as okay sharing that with people. Other right. Other than like my like very close circle of friends um, because otherwise you get, you get made fun of. Um, right. You know, but um, I was never like I could I could hang out with with different kinds of cliques and and be okay with people, but uh, generally, I was in the group of like I guess if you want to call it the quote unquote outcasts or 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 anything like that, just the not cool crowd basically. Right. Um, that was basically my crew where we were all into like anime and video games and, and, and things like that. And, uh, but then I got into to high school and became a different kind of geek where, uh, I was the music geek. Um, uh, cause I was part of the, uh, the, that show choir that I've told you about right. in yep. high school. Um, so I still, it was a different kind of geek. But and I had some close friends that I could be close with, and but the the kind of stuff like the fantasy type stuff kind of got pushed to the back, yeah. Um, and 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 just kind of focused on other things like uh, girls and wanting to date and things like that. So yeah, I mean that's you know that was just how it worked, and I remember. Um, I would say, you know, I, I, I definitely feel like it, it ebbed and flowed over middle school, high school. You went through seasons where you're like, ah, girls, ah, school. And then ah, nerdy stuff. Like I remember, um, I remember, you know, there for a while I did, I stopped playing video games. Like after I, you know, that, that middle school summer when I, you know, played hardcore, you know, during the middle of the day when I should have been outside. Uh, having fun and swimming in the pool and stuff. I was just inside playing video games. You know, I, I veered away from that eventually. And, yeah. you know, Super Nintendo came and, you know, I knew people that had it, but I didn't really play it. And then some other systems came around like N64. Uh, but I would say my nerdiness and videos, video games came back in with the PlayStation, with the PS1. And I remember particularly when I I got the PS1 and then later on a year or two later, uh, Final Fantasy VII came out, and mm, okay. I put some hours into that. I remember coming home from school and not doing my homework first, not doing my chores first, instead playing Final Fantasy VII until I got yelled at. 
until my parents came around and were like, what are you it. doing? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I remember that, that first playthrough I played for like 75, 80 hours, which when you're playing, you know, I played in the living room, like yeah. I played in the big screen TV. I didn't have a TV in my room at the time. And so like weekends I was playing, I, I don't remember how I was able to play so much because we only had the one big TV, um, you know, and that's yeah. just how it went. And I got, I got neck deep in that game. Like mm. I both figured stuff out and I found the strategy guide. Uh, I don't think it was online yet. I might've purchased it or borrowed someone's copy and, you know, breeded all the chocoboos and got the super mega golden white, whatever chocobo that can run over everything. And you can go get special material and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was definitely a big nerd when it came to that, but I don't, I don't remember really i just enjoyed it in and of itself i you know like we talk about it now like at the podcast and through discord i didn't really even in my group of friends i wasn't like man final fantasy 7 you need to try it out it was just for me like yeah. i just used it as an escape i i really didn't feel the pressure to talk about it it was something that i enjoyed on the side but it wasn't like the main thing in my life even though i invested a lot of time in it so yeah uh, it was always kind of a kind of a private thing. Not like I was hiding it, but it just wasn't like it did come up in conversation, and I didn't know anybody else that played Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that at was the time. So that was what video games basically became to me for the most part. Like I had maybe one or two friends in high school that I would say anything video game wise, but most part it was it was all just me time, personal time. Um, but then I got to college. And, uh, especially that was, you know, when, uh, online gaming was, was on the rise yep, and things like that. For and, sure. You know, uh, in college, like, yeah, you're young adults, you're, you're just fresh out of high school. So you're not like super mature adults, but you know, you're at the point where you kind of pass that whole clicky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I developed, you know, a great group of friends that had a lot of the same interests that I did, that I did. And, um, I mean, one of them was, was Aaron and Aaron listens to the podcast now yep. as part of our discord community. Hey, Aaron. Um, you know, I, I was able to meet, you know, people with common interests that way. Um, yep. And then there was just kind of a, it's just kind of a switch, kind of a, a, a change in the atmosphere if you will, of like it becoming more acceptable to be nerdy, like nerd culture and things like that. Right. I don't know. I can't specifically pinpoint what it was, whether it's, you know, the rise of, of these major comic cons or, um, you know, things like the MCU being more accessible to wide groups of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. But somehow the things got switched and it became suddenly became cool to be nerdy. It's true. Yeah, I think it was a mix of things. It was, you know, I want to even say that the MCU was like the latter, yeah. the back, the other end of like really sealing the deal for nerds. Um, you know, because like you watch some of those old, those old movies and what happens in a lot of those old movies, the nerd is the one that helps the jock learn algebra or yeah. like... It, it really when it really comes down to it the nerds that are into dungeons and dragons or whatever back in the 80s and 90s like they're also super smart and they're really good at school and you know eventually like that gets noticed and then those people go on to make a bunch of money you know you, you think of like steve jobs bill uh not bill, bill nye this i mean bill nye the science guy sure. bill gates all the bills like you think of those guys and they i mean they created some of the most amazing tech and tech progress in our times and they were huge nerds and yeah. so more and more kids wanted to be like that they're like oh, i want to invent you know stuff like apple and microsoft what they're doing and those are just a bunch of nerds in their garage you know so between the pop culture between you know just the the skyrocketing tech of the of the late 90s the early and late 90s and into the early 2000s i mean it's I think it's it just made sense to be a nerd. Yeah, and I think there's just, there's a lot more outlets to where you can, especially on the internet, to where you can yeah. be a nerd. 
Exactly. Um, and and kind of let your nerd flag fly. Right. Um, you know, whether it be Twitch or Discord or or, or yep. something like that. Um, it's true. It's just speaking become... of. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of Discord, why don't we use that to transition to some of the joiners Springboard. who had a few things to say about being a nerd. Uh, old Delvin Cox had this to say on the GMG Discord. One of the best experiences you can have being in geek slash nerd culture is going to pawn shops in areas that frankly don't have interest in that stuff and finding hidden gems. I went to a pawn shop the other day and got a PS3 and a Game Boy Color for $100. That is wow. a steal. The owner had tons of video game stuff that he says just doesn't sell, so he has to sell it for cheap. Have any of you experienced something like this i think for me where i grew up uh pawn shops aren't really a thing that's mm. more of a bigger city uh kind of deal ours was yard sales <laughs> oh yeah uh, you, absolutely you go to you go to yard sales <laughs> and i'm not personally a yard sale dude but i know people yeah. that have gone to yard sales and just found the craziest stuff uh, unfortunately I am one that's on the other end, the oh, fools yeah. who got rid of their tech yeah, and that sent it to a Goodwill, sent it to a pawn shop, put it in a yard sale. Like there are times when I look back and I'm like, man, if I just had my Atari Jaguar still with some of those games, if I still had my OG super nin uh, Nintendo, regular Nintendo, but then at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't really play them. One, yeah. I have the Nintendo Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic. Those have pretty much majority of the games that I really liked and want to play. Yeah. And then then the PS4, 5, Xbox, Series S. I mean, I'm just like, let's be honest with ourselves. I like those collectibles, but I really only do video games to play them. I don't really get a kick out of having the old stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool, Delvin, that you're able to find uh, PS3 and Game Boy. Yeah, I know a uh, couple of people that that um, you know they've they've actually made it like a side hustle for them. Yep. Like one of the Stapletons, you know, Josh Stapleton. Um, yep. That's one of his side hustles. Like I I bought a Wii U from him. Um, yeah. And um, I have I have another friend Sam who he's started doing the same thing and and uh, he they both go around to yard sales and flea markets and things like that and they 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 gobble them up and they, they resell them. And that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't have you ever, have you ever found anything like by accident, done any pawn shopping, yard selling, eBaying? I, I did do eBay for a while uh, in college. I, I bought, I remember buying a bunch of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games for like $2, $3, which would go for a hundred times that now. 50 times that there's there's probably been something like that that i've that i've been able to find i, I just can't i can't think of it the most recent one cartridges galore cartridges galore yeah yeah um, oh, i can't wait to go back that, to that was place. a diamond in the rough that was it that was a great place for sure for sure um you had mentioned aaron there before you done messed up a a run he mentioned that other than briefly in college, I haven't found real life fellow nerds to hang out with, which is odd because judging by the internet, we're hiding in plain sight everywhere. Right here. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's true. It's like I other than online on Twitter, on Discord, through this podcast, through Married to the Games podcast, um, I haven't naturally come upon a large group of nerds, but I will say because a lot of my ministry in life has taken me to areas where younger people are gathered together, it's been easier for me to find groups of nerds. Like when I was in college, uh, I definitely started to take a break from gaming, but then I lived three out of the four years in the freshman dorm, mm. once as a freshman and then twice as a resident assistant as an RA. Uh, and so I was around video games, I was around nerd culture, anime, all that stuff all the time. And so I just got back into it or, or kept with it naturally because of those guys. Yeah. Um, but even in Brazil, you know, the way I've been able to uh, maintain some relationships outside of just the typical traditional go to church, go to Sunday school, small groups, that kind of thing has been through video games. You know, there were a couple guys who were my age 
they invited me over to their house to say, Hey, let's, let's just, uh, do you, do you play any video games? I'm like, yeah. And so that's how I got brought back into the PlayStation fold when I, uh, I played PlayStation three for the first time. Cause as you may or may not remember, uh, but when it originally came out, it cost $600. Mm-hmm. They told you to get a second job to buy it. And I was like, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got money for that. Uh, but then I played Uncharted uh, 3 was the first Uncharted that I played. And that was just like a brand new experience to me. I was like, I didn't realize they had come so far in video games. And it just, yeah, hook, line and sinker drew me in. And then I eventually went back, played all the Uncharted's and got a PS3 and, you know, PS4, PS5, rest is history. But yep. yeah, that's that's how I've maintained, you know, some really close relationships started with video games. I started a discipleship group in one of the last towns we lived in. Uh, out of video games and even now we have a group of guys that we gather with on thursday nights our god and gaming group and we we talk about god and play video games yeah every week so yeah yeah definitely a lot of the uh, game you know nerdy relationships i have um are through online and discord and and through this podcast and through twitch Mm -hmm. and things like that um the nice thing is a lot of my extended family like my wife's side of the family uh, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and his brother, um, you know, they're big into sci-fi, fantasy, nerdy stuff. So I can talk right. superheroes and video games and stuff with them. Nice. Um, so so that's been that's been great. Um, yeah, they're mainly the ones that I, I guess, quote-unquote, talk nerdy with. Uh, that and my wife. There you go. Yeah. Talk nerdy with me. I know that's not how it goes, but you know. Yes. Uh, speaking of my wife, Lord Zukor, not my wife, but he starts his <laughs> Discord message as so. My wife is my not a, a Star Wars fan and thinks it's dumb. Wow. That's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. That makes me sad, Lord Zukor. Uh, do you have any nerdiness that your wives don't approve of? No. No, no? no she's really. 100% on board. Yeah, she's pretty much on board with everything. The only the only part where it kind of rubs at all is when it costs money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, money and time would be the two uh, that my wife's yeah. like, um, I understand, you know, that that's fine. You got your little hobby, but you uh you you might be spending a little too much time. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you're right. I'll back off. Uh yeah, so yeah, I kind of get indicators when I'm like, okay, time to put the game down. Um, but uh, yeah, when she's gaming right next to me, like uh, she has basically commandeered my Switch uh, to play uh, Skyward Sword. Um, so she's playing on through that. Like yeah. any, any of the MCU movies or, or any superhero movies, fantasy movies, whatever, I have to watch those with her. Um, yep. That's the exact same with me. So, you know, Lord Zucor asked about, uh, you know, if our wives disapprove of anything. And of course, the time and money that we put into video games that I put into video games is often disapproved. But MCU, Star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, all that nerdy stuff, she is 100% on board. If it's literature, well, well, for one, she is a, my wife is a lit nerd. Like she is a nerd through and through. You could ask her about any classic book from, Shakespeare, Charles Dickens, uh, Russian novels, you name it. And she has read it and she knows a lot about it. So that I have that going for me in terms of the story. And uh, then you wash it over into, you kind of meet in the middle with movies and we're all, we're all about it. Like we've read all the Harry Potter books together. We've watched all the movies, of course. She loves all of it, geeks out over it. We talk about it, you know, talk about the meaning behind it, the hero's journey, all of that. Like that's where my wife and I just match up perfectly yeah. is in that stuff. So yeah. Common ground is great. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, continuing, continuing in the realm of not having common ground. Uh, Chris, the rock said, once I asked for a day off of work long in advance for the PS4 release, he said, once the day got closer, we got some emergency at work requiring me to cancel my day off. My boss and his boss felt bad and asked what I had planned. When I told them, they both burst out laughing. They couldn't believe that they felt bad for me. To this day, I'm still pretty bitter about their reaction, LOL. Video games get a bad rep and are underestimated. 
but people that snob them should take a hard look at the gaming industry financials. It's one of the biggest industries and deserves more respect. Amen to that. Yeah, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Deserves respect. What do yeah, they know? I, what do they know? Yeah, what do they... They still think it's Pac-Man and Mario, which still exists, but seriously, video games have come so much further. I, I mean, like, I know that there are, you know, Call of Duties and a dime a dozen things that are just like goofy, you know, just shooting stuff and running around, but for each of those, there's another one that's like got a deep story that brings people together, you know, playing games like not everybody can just go out there and kick a soccer ball around, shoot some hoops, play football, you know, all the stuff that requires outside equipment and good weather and all that jazz, you know, yeah. TVs are so common, you know, living rooms, people gathering together and playing games together. Like when I don't know what to do with someone, I'm like, Hey, do you want to play some Jackbox? Do you want to play Tetris? Do you want to play Mario, Mario Kart, whatever? Like I just throw that out. And more often than not, someone will at least, go for a few rounds and then you just you got to break the ice and it's a it's a good way to do that absolutely definitely underestimated we're with you chris forget those guys you need to take another day off just for fun yeah just for funsies just be like you know what i need to take it off day off because uh stick it to the man yeah uh travesty on the discord said i think uh nerd slash geek label has changed over the years mm-hmm. used to be a sort of look down on now aren't we all a little bit of a geek or a nerd i'd say very few people aren't for me growing up i just understood computers i can code take them apart customize fix know how to hack and manipulate software over the years i'm the go-to for phones and computers whenever someone has issues or broken screens i guess that makes me a geek sci-fi movie lover too plus remember i hooked up with betty in revenge of the nerds <laughs> <laughs> And then he, <laughs> then, he, <laughs> then he posted a, a little picture that says, come to the nerd side, we have pie. And of course, the shape of P-I, 3.4. pie. That's right. No, keep going. You're not supposed to start uh, there. No, I'm not that much. Uh, fake nerd. Yeah. I don't remember it either. It's like 3.1456789309. That's not it either, but it's close enough. Yep. yep. Sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that earlier, but for sure, like, I, I like the idea that everybody's really nowadays a nerd at something. Yeah. Like, there's always something. It doesn't have to be games or movies or, you know, like I said, my wife is a literature nerd, uh, just has an insane amount of knowledge about literature, classic literature, modern literature. She loves Nicholas Sparks, and she tells me all the stories when she reads them. I do not subject myself to all that because I don't like to cry. 24 7 um the thing the thing that drives me nuts is like um you know people are are so and i'm not knocking books at all reading anything like that reading is great wow it's a great way to be a reading hater no book hater already calling it my wife is a (laughs) a book nerd um but no not knocking against book reading at all but i'm just saying like everybody's like yeah it's great for you to read a book and 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 that's a great way to to spend your time. But if you talk about video games, that's a complete time suck. It's a waste of time. Why yeah. bother? But those a lot of these games now have in, have these incredible stories, and it's like it's yep. almost like you're reading a book. It really is. So, it is. So I just I think that gets I think that gets a bad rap a lot. I totally agree, and I think that you know, especially nowadays when you can listen to books where you can, you know, listen audibly to the Bible, to really pretty much anything you don't really have to read anymore. Does that take away from like, is it, Oh, it's no longer, you're not actually reading a book because you just listened to it. And no, you're still quote unquote reading a book. Like you're consuming the information you're imagining, you're, you're getting a moral lesson. You're, you're being taken to another world. And I mean, that's what video games are. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it has its basis in Mario its basis in childish things. I mean, that's where it started. So it makes sense that some people would still be stuck on that. But for those of us who have grown up with it and, and paid attention, we know that no, this is video games are our books. You know, there's, there's so many deep, meaningful stories uh, in video games, movies, books alike. Uh, Yeah. So I'm a hundred percent with you, man. 
True story indeed. Well, any other nerdy things you want to throw out there? I think last uh, call. I think I'm clear on that. Yeah, I mean, just continue to nerd on. If uh, you guys on Discord, on Twitter, you want to throw out some nerdy things that we missed. If you want to, you know, expound on some of the subjects we talked about, please feel free to join us on Twitter, on Discord. Of course, the links are in the show notes. You can click on those. Um, you can come hang out with at least Mark and Chris, probably not myself because I've become a slacker as of late slacker. on that old twitch.tv. I'm a slacker. Uh, but early AM, you can check out Chris. He's currently playing through Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. And you can uh, hang out with Mark on Saturday mornings playing through all the mainline uh, Zelda games. So mm-hmm. check him out, hang out with him. That, of course, if you know, you're feeling up to the task. If not, you can, of course, continue to listen to the podcast. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and I believe Spotify. Yep. Uh, We would appreciate that. Um, And besides that, we hope uh, you have a good one. We hope you uh, continue to be nerdy and uh, don't hide it, flaunt it, show it to the world. That's Let your nerd flag fly. That's right. That's part of the reason you were given that gift. You got to share it with the world. So, alrighty then. Uh, the spirit of Pat and Ronnie J, and of course, Marcus, my friend, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and adjoiners. Go get your good morning this week. And my God, may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. I don't know why I went to a British accent, but I did. <laughs> <laughs>